time comes when silence is betrayal. Even when pressed by the demands of inner truth. Nor does the human spirit move without great difficulty. Against all the apathy of conformist thought. friends to another show on a Saturday with the Cubs in first place and Tiger Woods prowling around Augusta. Although at this moment he's still way behind. <laughs> Stay with us for Burden on Society, a show for those who wonder why the spectacle at the top of our people pyramid just can't use common sense for making decisions. <laughs> Welcome to the show as we look for common sense answers to humanity's problems. The answers you seem to see, I see, but those making the decisions don't see. Or do they? I'm your host, Brian Burden, and welcome to Burden on Society. All right, everyone, welcome to the show. Man, it's great uh, to be here again. I'm going to try things a little differently today. I'm kind of freewheeling it. I got a monster here. Hey, if monster wants to go ahead and, you know, take care of the show, we'd love that. That's great. Got a monster maybe to keep my uh, energy levels up as it's kind of early in the morning on Saturday morning. And I'm just got, I wrote down some questions and some answers here. I'm just going to kind of go through those. It's been a, a pretty good week around here. It's starting to warm up. We're starting to see signs of spring. Last night, we still had a chance of some light snow, uh, but that's going to change as we're going to be in the 70s here in the Midwest in Indiana probably by midweek. So uh, there's your weather report. That's about all I'm going to do weather-wise this time. <laughs> I know those of you who know me, but usually the first thing you ask is what's the weather like? So none of that in this show at all. Uh, I really just have a lot of different things I want to kind of cover and I'll just go over them for a few minutes. I'm going to throw some questions out there to you. Maybe you have the answers. You can send them to me down there in the link down below uh, if you're on the YouTube channel. And just send me some answers. Send me some of the questions you might have so I can talk about them uh, probably next week. You remember, I'm trying to do shows on Tuesdays and Saturdays right now. So uh, do you have some of the answers to these questions is what I got. Wrote it down here. How about this? The first thing I want to do is obviously there's a lot of news going on. This is one of the biggest news years I think we are ever going to see in history, if not already pushing towards that. It's going to be by the end of the year. Look at all the different uh, activities that are going on between a war, between the potential for all kinds of uh, high gas prices, inflation. Uh, the world is just struggling everywhere. Now, it's struggling all the time. Don't get me wrong, but we have a tendency to be in our own world here in the United States, and we don't pay attention to a lot of other people's problems. So for us, we've got to keep an eye on it so that it's more of a problem uh, that doesn't encroach into us, although it's definitely looking like it's going to. 
So let's start off with the first question. This one's this one's been nagging me for a while because I really just don't have an answer. We've covered the war uh, between Russia and Ukraine right now on all kinds of different sides. We know how it affects us. Uh, look at how we're putting out sanctions. It's probably hurting us more than it's hurting them at times. I believe uh, Russia has a backup in China. They're probably covering for them, helping them out in every uh, case that they need it monetarily, right? They're going to buy their wheat. They're going to do all the things they need to do so they keep in money while they may not put boots on the ground just like us. They're trying not to do that. So why drag out the war? If you remember when I started the program a month ago or two ago, we talked about how I felt like this was going to be a slog. It was going to be a knockdown, drag out kind of thing. It was going to last a while. Not the three-day thing that everybody seems to think. We've gotten so used to going in and running through a country in four days like we did in uh, Iraq that we think that's the way all wars are going to be. No, they're not. This is exactly what I was expecting, a slow slog of stuff. But I actually thought maybe by this time we'd have pretty much an idea that the winner is going to be Russia no matter what. Statistically, they probably have a better chance now Ukraine does, I would think. So why drag out the war as long as it is? Because I see the fact that Russia has firepower to take out everything if they want to, and they don't even have to go nuclear. So why drag it out? Is it to help China? Well, how are we helping China if they're doing that, if Russia's doing that? And it has to be probably maybe it's helping give cover for them as they get set up and ready for Taiwan. Although you've got to believe our Pentagon's keeping an eye on it. How about, as I wrote here, it's easily they could bomb Kiev and they pulled everybody back. You would think that they would just lay that siege to that place. But why haven't they taken out the power? Why haven't they taken out the social media? Why haven't they done a lot of different things that they could have? Why did they allow their tanks which are easy targets in open country, especially to just come wading through towns. When you get into town, every little alley, someone can shoot something at you. And the Russians have found that out. Why do you think the United States tries to stay out of uh, in town, street to street war battles? The same reason. We know that everything's going to get wiped out. So we try to stay away from that as much as we can. But the Russians just waited right in. Hey, let's go right downtown Kiev. Yes, they may have thought they were going to go down there, but once things started going bad, you would think they would have changed their tactics. Well, now they have changed their tactics. They're pulling everybody back into Belarus. They're rearming everything. And then now they've got a lot of the Ukrainians out in the open, right? They're not hiding in the cities as easily. So maybe there's some easier targets there. Or now they've got everybody away from Kiev. They're just going to go ahead and flatten the place here pretty soon. It's a possibility. So. Why drag out the war, though? What does it help uh, Putin in reality? What does it really help him if he drags out the war? The only thing I can see right now is helping China, really. I, I can't see how it helps him in any other way. So that was the first question. Let's go to number two. <laughs> really, why is there an illegal alien influx across our border? Okay. We've talked about it here before about how... We don't have a problem with illegal aliens at all. I love these folks. Now, we got a lot of MS-13 guys in there. We know there's terrorists in there. But the folks themselves trying to come across the border and make a good life for themselves, uh, no problem. 
Matter of fact, I got a feeling we're going to end up doing amnesty. You know that's going to happen. But the problem is, is the bad things. We had sex trafficking. We know at least 400,000 people were sex trafficked in the last year. We know that uh, tens of thousands may have died trying to come across the border. We know the cartels got richer and richer and richer because they're charging every person to come through the territory. All these things are bad, yet for some reason, we just keep allowing it to happen. Are, is it true what they say? We're really only doing this so we can have workers? Workers? Cheap work? Is that what it's all about? Doesn't seem that way to me, but maybe it is. How about voters? That's what you hear from the other side. Oh, they're only going to be voters for the Democrats. Uh, is that true? Doesn't seem like it. Matter of fact, the numbers are starting to show that a lot of Hispanic groups are starting to swing towards Republicans because they are down home grown. They're not this woke kind of agenda that the liberals generally tend to have. So is it really for voters? Well, or is it just we want a poor underclass? Is that what we want? All right. Right now we have a distinct poor class in our United States and it's been and under Trump it was really really low it's like the lowest it had ever been in a long period and as a matter of fact the entire globe was getting like that there were very few people uh, living in poverty compared to say 20 years ago and 40 years ago we had knocked that way down the world was getting much much better okay so do we need a poor underclass here we have one we have a middle class and we have an upper class well, now they want to change it into two classes is the way it looks like, an upper class and a poor class. So those of us in the middle class are going to be pushed down into the poor class, while the folks who are up at the top are still going to have whatever they want. Nothing's going to change there. It's going to be exactly the way it was. They're still going to have their money. They're still going to have everything they want. But the rest of us are going to have less and less. And that's part of the big reset. If you haven't read the book, go ahead and read it. Uh, it's out in the open. They're talking about it everywhere now. Uh, they don't hide any of this stuff anymore. They don't have to. They pretty much have the foot in the door. And I've told you that, too. Um, it, this is already set in stone, a lot of this stuff. We keep hearing, oh, the Republicans are going to take over and things are going to change. Sorry, Republicans are in on it, too. Not all of them, but most of them are. And the, the uh, cog in the machine, us right? Can't stop it. The machine itself has already started and there's no way we're going to stop this thing. I said before they got a foot inside the door and now they're pushing their way in. Well, that's what it is. Watch what happens in the next six months to maybe a year, especially right up to the time that we go ahead and vote here later this year, right? In the election. Watch what they do for changes, right? Why did they push the uh, kids and their money that they owe for college, I call them kids, but they're young adults, and push that off till August. Well, then they're going to cut it in August so that they'll all vote for them in November. You see the point? You push these things off until you can make a political stand on it so that you make yourself look good or you think you do, right? Same thing with the January 6th uh, information that's been going on. They've been holding people in jail with no charges or charges and not having them brought up on anything yet in front of a court for what, 15 months now, some of these people? Yeah, they're dragging it out till this year so they can use it politically. Anything that can be used politically, they're going to use. And both sides do it. But right now, there's a stranglehold on it. And liberals have always been better at all this uh, political 
gamesmanship when it comes to kind of the dirtiness that gets gets done there. They've always been better at it. Republicans are good at it, just not as good. They're the, the, the liberals are really good at it. So they're just dragging everything out. Everything's been pushed out. Why is it taking two years to find out the information about January 6th? It's not. They knew it within a few days. Probably within a month, they had everything they needed. But you can't use it politically, right? You say something about it last January or February, everybody forgets about it by this coming November. So they're going to break it all out this summer. We all know some of these things, but that's uh, part of the reason and why in our world, are we allowing these illegal aliens? Well, there's got to be something in the backbone. I don't think it can be just work or voters or having a poor underclass, right? Maybe it's all three together. Maybe that's what it is. One side wants one thing, one side wants the other, and both of them want everybody to be poor. Okay. All I care about is we got good people coming in. I don't care what job they do or what they do. Good folks, good families, uh, pay your taxes, do everything right, and we're all great. No problems, all right? Don't let in the bad people. Don't let in the uh, the terrorists. We've been seeing terrorists come across the border, things like that. Stop that. All right, third question. Let's move on. Lots of things going on as we see it as problems. Why no fixes? Why no fixes at all for all this? We keep hearing about it every day, but nobody is coming up with a plan to fix it. And I got to say that the Republicans aren't either. They're just yelling about it. Why, 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 why? And then they don't come up with an idea either. But be truthfully honest with you, they're not in charge. So the president needs to come up with ideas. The Democrats need to come up with ideas. The Republicans come up with ideas and Democrats have the power to just shoot it down. I've seen that at least a half a dozen times just in the first few months of this year. All right. So they're just shooting everything down. What little bit the Republicans are doing, that is. But we've got problems on the border. No one seems to have a fix. We know what the fix is. Stop people from coming across the border. Knock it way down like it was under Trump. And I'm not a Trump fan. I'm just saying the border was knocked down. We knew who was coming and going better. We know who is coming in and wants to work here. And I have a no problem. I think we open up our immigration to allow people to come into the country. We just make sure we know who they are. I think, what is the number, 100 or 200,000 a year? Well, apparently that's not enough right now, right? And throw out the ideas of Ukraine or Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Those are things we take care of the people, all right? We bring them into the country, we help them out. That's something that, you know, this happened, we need to help them, and we do that. What about the people from Haiti? Why didn't we do anything after the earthquake, right? Things like that. Why were we not bringing Haitians in? Instead, we were turning them around, sending them back. There was a reason for that, too. I never really found the answer. So why no fixes on the border? Why no fixes on inflation? We keep hearing about it. Nobody, you can't go out and buy an electric car to fix inflation. And I've heard, actually, that people are buying a few more electric cars. Well, isn't that great? The rest of us can't afford one. Okay? And that's not going to fix inflation. You know it. I know it. They know it. No other fixes. Nothing. Not hearing anything. Okay? We see that they're going to tick the numbers up on the housing market for you to buy a house. And by the summer, people won't be able to buy it. It'll be, they say, 5.7% is the highest most people will go on interest. That's about the number where it's just going to slow down to a stop almost. Well, they're already at four and a half in some of these places for buying houses. So it's not going to be much longer and housing market's going to stop. 
Yet they keep telling us there's not enough houses. Well, there's not enough houses because you're allowing all these people to come across the border and you're not allowing anybody to build something that's economically done. Well, that's where the government wants to take over, right? How about gas prices? Well, I have to admit, at least the words that we were going to put out some oil dropped the price just a little bit for a while. We're still like 416, 412 here in Lafayette, where we got to a high of about 440. So the numbers are still up there way above where they should be. We need to be down under $3, under three bucks to really have the government humming in a way, not the government, but the, the nation itself humming in a way where the truck drivers aren't paying too much to move everything, where it doesn't cost you too much to run that road paver, where you can drive across town tw 22 times on a tank of gas and it doesn't cost you a hundred bucks, right? It costs you much less. No fixes, no fixes other than getting rid of some of the strategic oil, 1 million barrels a day. And at least the wording of that did maybe have a little effect. So I gotta say maybe on that front, there's been a little bit of a fix, but in reality, Everyone knows what it is, but they don't want to do it. They don't want to open up everything and let us become uh, our own again, where we're pumping out all of our own oil and independent of everybody else. All right, question number four here, and I've got like seven or eight of them here. Why tell kids about sex? And I'm trying to stay out of some of these things and just hit some of the really, really important things like the war and the things I feel like are inflation that are important. But this one has just been in the news constantly for a week, week and a half now. First off, the let's say no or uh, say no gay or <laughs> don't say gay bill uh, didn't say that in it. We know that. All it is saying is you can't teach kids about sex below the age of basically eight, eight and below. This seems very common for most people. Yet this seems to be a hill they want to die on. They're pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and telling us. We're the ones hurting children by telling them about sex when they're five and six and, and seven. You're not hurting anybody at that point. You're making up excuses for why you want something. For a community, it is not that small. It may be growing, but it's growing because you're pushing this stuff on them before they really have an idea of what's going on in their lives. So it's not about the LBGTQ plus plus community or whatever that is. It's got to be about something else. They say it's all about that. They want to tell you that you're all against them if you're against, uh, if you don't want them to tell kids about sex in school when they're young. But in reality, where is the power going at in this? Again, they're trying to keep their power. They think this is a power struggle. They think that there'll be more people that are LBGTQ, whatever, uh, number, letters, it is this week and that there will be more of those, so they got to kind of kowtow to them. Well, if that is really the problem, why are we running through this narrative where we have to tell kids at eight years old about sex and what they should be and shouldn't be doing? Why is this not allowed to be a natural thing? Because if you allow it to be a natural thing where the parents take control of this, you won't have as many of the LBGTQ community right? And they believe that's a, a travesty. It's not a travesty. When you get older, you figure it out. You try to figure out what's, what, which way you're going and what you're doing, and you decide whether you're gay or you're not gay. That's what 
society has said should be done. Not teaching our kids at five that they're a girl when they're a boy or a boy when they're a girl. That's not what life is about. That is not what God intended. God intended us to be only boys, only girls, only men, only women. You're putting your own swing on it is you putting your own swing into it. All right. We shouldn't be teaching kids about any of it, including real sex until they're older. All right. Okay. Not just the LBGTQ community, but heterosexual community too. That's what I call real sex because that's what it's been for all of eternity at this point since Adam and Eve. All right. Okay, let's get away from that one because that one annoys a lot of people. Uh, I, you know, I hate to say this. I know a lot of my gay friends probably believe exactly the same thing. You shouldn't be teaching kids that stuff when they're eight, seven, six, and five years old. I know them. I haven't asked any of them lately, but I'm sure that they think the same exact thing. All right, no sex, none what whatsoever. All right. Then as they get older and as things happen. If it happens, it happens. But I still want them leaning where? Towards Jesus, of course. Come on. Jesus is there. God made Adam and Eve for a reason. All right. Let's move on to why trot out Kamala all the time. <laughs> Every time she gets out there, she's got a laugh. <laughs> I can't do her cackle, but it's pretty good. But she'll cackle when there's something about dead people. She'll cackle on there's something about a war going on. She, boy, she can say a lot without saying anything. I think I might be good at that too. So not a bad thing. Let's talk about the side effects of aspirin. And when we talk about aspirin, aspirin's an everyday daily thing that we all need or do we need. But when we talk about aspirin, you see the point? What am I saying? I don't know what I'm saying. We don't know what she's saying half the time. So why do they keep trotting her out? She's a disaster in the making every time she gets out there and says something. Is there not a team that for like a month takes her to the side and they walk her through everything and start showing her the things she needs to do? Has she been so coveted and covered up in California that she has no idea how to answer tough questions or how to act as the vice president of the United States? Because it looks awful. Okay, it looks awful. So it's something we definitely hope that she gets uh, at least looking a bit better. I mean, if you're a Republican, you're happy about this because it makes you look good, right? I can see that right there. But if you're a Democrat, you got to be cringing every time she comes out, all right? Um, it's an exciting thing that a woman is a vice president. Bob. That's great. Don't have a problem. But right now, she just doesn't look great, folks. Sorry about that. She just does not. Why not hide Biden also? Okay, the dude can't go through 10 sentences without making mistakes. And that's as bad as I am. I mean, <laughs> you know, I sit here, I'm making mistakes all the time, but I'm talking and talking and talking. He's the president of the United States. I am not the president of the United States. So my mistakes don't matter as much, do they? His mistakes do matter. And we need to keep that in control and maybe watch what we're doing with him. For a while there, we were hiding him, and at least we were getting away with some things. They put him out there on the world stage, which our president does need to be on the world stage, but he made the country look silly and himself look silly, and now a lot of Europe and a lot of the other countries are starting to wonder where we, what we got ourselves into. Well, I know one thing. They knew a year ago how bad it was. 
after the inauguration, they knew what was going on. And uh, a lot of, or half of our nation just wanted to make themselves feel good that Trump wasn't in there anymore. So this is what you get when you ask for it. You vote for it, this is what you have, all right? So, boy, keeping him quiet might lead to a lot less problems, a lot less hiccups for the rest of the world to worry about. All right, last question on here. Why not, or why now, start telling everyone about the Biden crime syndicate? Yeah, I call it the Biden uh, crime syndicate for a reason. Well, seems like his brother's involved, his son's involved, his sister's involved, he's involved. And it's not that they're making money off of their father's name or brother's name. It's that it can be used against them. It's very apparent at this point that Joe loves the Chinese. I love Chinese people too. The government is awful though. The government really does not do well for their people at all. We have internment camps for the Uyghurs. They're knocking down religion. People have to hide in their homes to become Christians in China for fear that they're going to tear them apart and throw them in jail for some reason. Or maybe they just disappear like they did in the old uh, Russian days back when they had them pushed up to Siberia or just killed. That's what's happening in China right now with the politics there, with the government. I don't even call it politics. It's, it's, it's one man, Xi, in control and everybody else running around him. Kind of what Putin's doing too right now. Same thing. Tyrants running uh, the control. So why do people not see this? And But why all of a sudden is it starting to come out? Well, it's now a year past the inauguration, right? Oh, now they can come out with it and feel like they're okay with telling people about what they suppressed and lied about. They knew at the beginning when it happened that this was a problem for President Biden or then Vice President Biden trying to become President Biden. So they suppressed it. Studies have shown it's all over the place. You can find it anywhere. 16% of voters for Biden would have changed their vote. Either not voted or voted for Trump. Now, we know that it was only thousands of votes in several states that got Biden in. Does that not tell you that it could have changed the outlook or the outcome of exactly what happened? Of course it does. It's not, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that stuff out at all. Could have changed all kinds of different things, all right? But why are they coming out with this now besides having a year of cover? Because boy, they, it, Biden doesn't look good. How's that? They said, he looks like the guy who grabbed onto an anchor and jumped off a ship right now. Everything he touches goes bad. The only thing I can give him credit for right now, and I feel like might be the best route, is not rushing into anything, even though they continue to talk about getting into the war in Russia. We're not doing it. We haven't jumped into the fray after a month and a half. That's the good news. That's the good news. But you keep putting sanctions on Putin and his people, Eventually, they're going to bite back. They're going to have to if you put them in that kind of, uh, uh, you put them in a bottle. You ever seen the uh, mosquitoes and, uh, not mosquitoes, the fireflies, right? The lightning bugs inside a bottle and they're bouncing around. They're trying to bang into stuff. Well, eventually, they end up dying that way. That's what we're hoping is going to happen, right? You put Putin in a bottle and he just bounces around. In this case, the bottle's open on top. He's going to get out and strike back at us, all right? So you have to think of it that way, I think. So why come out with it now? 
because reality says they know they're going down on a sinking ship. So how are they going to try to jettison Biden? This is just a possibility. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it is a possibility that they're going to try to get rid of him. And I talked about this at least a year ago. Because they had Kamala as the vice president, they were going to find a way to make her president so that they could say they had the first vice president and the first president woman in from the liberal party. Because they, for some reason, look at your skin, your sexuality, and everything else about you as being more important than what your actions are for the country. All right? Yet they elected an old white guy. So you tell me. You tell me how it works that way. Well, if this is true, you can see how they want to cut ties with Biden, get him out of there. Either he decides he was, he's had enough, I'm just I'm, I'm beat, I can't take it anymore, so I'm going to get out of here, and she takes over. Or they just find a way to get rid of him, 25th Amendments, or whatever it may be, and they push her into that. Is that something we really want? Because then they believe that she gets to have another, no, everyone will vote for her in 2024 because she's a woman right? They still only think about the person instead of the actions and what they believe in, right? That's the big difference between uh, Democrats and Republicans, uh, conservatives versus liberals. One side thinks with their emotions and what they think you should be thinking about. The other one likes to think in facts and doesn't care who, what, where you look like. But the other side has bemoaned you and demeaned you for 50 years telling everybody that you're the worst people in the world, okay? The reality is, is we need action. We don't care who's up there doing it, all right? We need actions to keep the country running, to keep the world going on safely so we can all do uh, live life like, we, like God intended for us, all right? So those were like seven questions we just kind of ran through there. Just kind of some things that were on my mind that some of them I don't have answers for, some of them I do. Maybe you have some answers too. Go ahead and put them down there in the uh, announcements down here in the bottom. You can go ahead and uh, just give me a question down there at the bottom if you'd like, and I'll try to answer those maybe next chance we get. But after going through all these things, you can see there's a lot of different problems going on in our world, right? So here's where I tell you again about the coming depression. But now we're actually starting to hear the talking heads in Washington telling you to prepare. Okay, so here's what I know about that. If they're telling us to prepare, right, what's happening? It's probably twice as bad, right? So if they're saying, hey, uh, there's going to be food shortages, and the president did mention that this week, that there's going to be food shortages, chances are it's going to be twice as bad as he's thinking. He mentioned gas shortages. This tells me it was probably going to be even worse. Yet we have an abundance of oil in this country, but we're going to have gas shortages, food shortages. What is it? And as usual, what? No fixes. The only fix is go out and buy electric. Nothing about how we're going to do anything to get more food. Nothing about anything. Just telling us it's going to happen. So no changes to stop what is coming. Nothing. Just buy electric and get ready. So I need you to get ready, right? Shortages many of you have no clue about are ahead for us, I think. It's a very strong possibility. You have to be about 100, basically, to have seen the last depression, maybe, to remember it. Maybe in your 90s, I guess, a few people. I'm not going to him all about all this. Just let you know. Please, make sure you're ready. 
for what's coming. It looks like it's coming on. If they're starting to tell us now, it's coming on faster and faster. You know, I, I thought my beliefs were it was going to be by the end of the year. It may be the summer we start seeing even more and more. Make sure you're ready because it seems to be coming on quicker. Money-wise, try to get rid of your bills. We've been talking about this for a while, too, as soon as you can. Pick up a little extra food here and there uh, just, just to have in the corners. Hey, what if you buy, a, a let's say, some something that lasts for a while? Macaroni and cheese. I don't know what macaroni and cheese. Let's just put it at a dollar at the moment, right? Let's say a macaroni and cheese you buy for a dollar. Well, by the end of the year, it might be a dollar fifty. At the very least, if you eat it at the end of the year and there's no problems, you're buying macaroni and cheese that you only paid a dollar for. So you see the point? <laughs> I guess that works pretty well, too. Focus on those around you who may need help, right? Our elderly will have a tendency to say they are okay no matter what, okay? I don't want that to happen to our elderly folks. Keep track of them. Keep an eye on them. I'm heading that way myself. So keep an eye on them. Let's help our families and then our friends and then anyone else you can think of. That's where you're going to go from that point on, all right? This is a time where we need to help each other out and hunker down together and maybe just take it easy. What I say easy is, in other words, stop doing a lot of the extra things you want and maybe save up a bit and push it off for a time being, okay? Uh, my wife and I are making a big trip now because we believe we may not be able to do it in later. Not only for me physically, but actually being able to get out of the country and go to different places we may not be able to do uh, next year or the year after or after that. So we're going to try to do some things right now. And we're saving every dime we have other than that. All right. So just be ready. And there is good news. There's always good news. Well, the good news is, is we got God on our side. If you believe in God, you're probably a lot more emotionally calm with all this stuff happening than other people are. Uh, we may not like the outcomes of many of these problems, that's for sure, but we have comfort in knowing that Jesus died for us so that we need not worry anymore. And if you've not heard the word about Jesus, this is your time, right? Don't wait. Don't wait. What if this stuff starts happening in the next couple weeks, right? Maybe he warned us now and it's going to be two weeks from now. We aren't going to have a lot of these things or the, or the stock market's going to crash. So don't wait. Don't wait to find Jesus. Find Jesus now. He'll give you solace in knowing that you are loved and cared for. If you are burdened by any problem, trust Jesus, the only truth, the only truth that can carry you through the troubles we endure. See you next time. Shut up and sit down.